It's time for our Trees Are Key podcast, brought to you by Texas A&M Forest Service. I'm Paul Johnson, coordinator of our Urban and Community Forestry Program. Welcome to episode 299. Last week, we discussed why transitions are key. And this week, let's discuss keys to forest health. What is a forest? The definition of a forest from Merriam-Webster is, quote, noun, a dense growth of trees and underbrush covering a large tract, end quote. While technically this definition is true, it's incomplete. A forest is the environment and all the associated organisms contained within that environment that include trees. Another way to phrase it is that a forest is a living organism made up of many organisms and their related environment. Really, it's very similar to us. We're an organism made up of many organs and organisms. We would be nothing without our bones, flesh, organs, and the associated microfauna and flora. A forest is not just the trees. It's the trees, the soil, the water, the rocks, the animals, the microbe, even the air. All of it. And just like any organisms, forests can live, die, and get sick or out of balance. Forest health is key to healthy forests, which are key to healthy and happy humans, not to mention all the other associated organisms in the forest. From a University of Florida Extension Environmental Education publication titled Forest Health Teacher Introduction, quote, A healthy forest is an intricately balanced system of interacting parts. Climate influences environment. Environment shapes plant growth. Plants provide food for numerous other organisms. And humans intersect with this system by harvesting, planting, fragmenting, reshaping, analyzing, using, and appreciating forests for a variety of purposes. As a result, defining forest health can be confusing because it's a subjective categorization. For those who take the utilitarian perspective, a healthy forest is a producer of tangible goods and an unhealthy forest is one that fails to be economically valuable. On the other hand, for those with an ecosystem's perspective, health is measured by quantifying different variables such as biodiversity, a forest's capacity to provide ecosystem services, and its ability to bounce back from disruptions and disturbances. Since a forest's sustainability is the ultimate goal, some combination of the utilitarian and ecological perspectives may be used to understand forest health. The Society of American Forests describes forest health as, quote, the perceived condition of a forest derived from concerns about such factors as its age, structure, composition, function, vigor, presence of unusual levels of insects or disease, and resilience to disturbance, end quote. Forest health programs are working to ensure that present and future generations will have access to and can benefit from our forest resources. Traditionally in Texas, this is focused on pest issues like southern pine beetle in East Texas and oak wilt in Central and West Texas, but has expanded to include all forest pests, including invasive species. From our draft Forest Action Plan, listen to episode 274, Action Plans Are Key, quote, 
Forest Health program personnel are charged with training TFS field personnel on pest identification and management, as well as responding to public inquiries on pests of trees and forests in both residential and rural areas. Typical activities include monitoring forest pest activity on non-federal forest lands throughout the state, organizing and delivering prevention and suppression programs on major pests, including federal cost shares, documenting losses to forest pests, and increasing public awareness of forest health issues. Federal pest suppression and prevention programs, examples oak wilt and southern pine beetle, are administered by the forest health program leader, but delivered in the field by TFS foresters and resource specialists in central and east Texas. Priority areas for forest health in Texas, as identified in the state assessment, are A, southern pied beetle, B, oak wilt, C, invasive non-native insects, and D, invasive non-native plants, end quote. As I'm sure you can imagine, emerald ash borer has been a high-priority issue here in Texas the last few years. Learn more in Episode 41, Keys to EAB, and 174, Updates are key, EAB. Have a concern and think you need help? You can check out our Forest Health Diagnostic Procedure at tfsweb.tamu.edu. Quote, Texas A&M Forest Service provides statewide leadership in the conservation and protection of the state's forests, woodlands, and related natural resources. Through these efforts, TFS staff must diagnose a variety of pests that impact forests and trees. Pests such as kogon grass, emerald ash borer, laurel wilt, oak wilt, and others may require advanced level diagnosis should the local forester be unable to or is unsure of their diagnosis. For all pest diagnosis, the following protocol should be followed. 1. A request for pest diagnosis should be made to a local TFS office by the landowner or homeowner. 2. The local TFS representative will schedule a time to visit the affected area to make a diagnosis. 3. Should the local TFS representative be unable to make a diagnosis, then the TFS Regional Forest Health Coordinator should be contacted. 4. The TFS Regional Forest Health Coordinator will visit the affected area to make a diagnosis. 5. Should the TFS Regional Forest Health Coordinator be unable to make a positive diagnosis, then under the consult of the Forest Health Program Leader, they will obtain a sample of the pest for a laboratory diagnosis and confirmation. 6. In such case, TFS will secure a sample for the Texas Plant Disease Diagnostic Lab, USDA National EAB Laboratory, U.S. Forest Service Diagnostic Lab, or other appropriate laboratory for the purpose of pest identification and confirmation. 7. In such case, the TFS Regional Forest Health Coordinator needs a laboratory diagnosis and confirmation, TFS will incur all expenses for securing the sample and associated costs for a laboratory diagnosis. 8. If TFS staff are able to make a reasonable diagnosis without the aid of a laboratory, then the landowner or homeowner will incur all costs associated with a laboratory diagnosis should the landowner or homeowner request one. End quote. As we've talked about many times, trees are key to healthier, happier, and safer communities, and forest health is key to healthier trees. Have a forest health-related story? Share with us, facebook.com slash trees are key, 
or tweet at Treevangelist. It's time for our Tree of the Week Species Spotlight. This week's tree comes from texastreeid.tamu.edu. Southern Magnolia, Magnolia grandiflora, is an evergreen Texas native. Typically a large forest or landscape tree reaching heights of 90 feet or more with a trunk to 4 feet in diameter with a dense pyramidal or oval crown. The spreading branches often reaching the ground in open settings. Usually found on rich, moist, well-drained soils on stream banks or the borders of river swamps in southeast Texas. It has been widely cultivated as an ornamental tree outside of its native range. Southern magnolia leaves are simple, alternate, 6 to 8 inches long and 2 to 3 inches wide, elliptical or oval in shape, thick, leathery, dark green and glossy above, rusty and pubescent beneath with prominent midribs. They remain on the tree for about two years. One reason to grow southern magnolia is their large, showy, fragrant flowers, six to eight inches across, cup-shaped with pure white petals surrounding a splash of bright purple in the center, born in spring and summer. Their fruit is a rounded or oval aggregation of seeds, shaped like a cone, three to four inches long, containing many seeds. The fruits open in the fall and display the bright red seeds dangling on slender threads. Their bark is gray-brown, smooth at first, and developing scales on larger branches and trunks. Moderately heavy, hard, and cream-colored, the wood was used chiefly for furniture, Venetian blinds, and fuel wood, but is now highly valued as a landscape specimen. Three popular cultivars are Bracken's Brown Beauty, one of the most popular cultivars in the trade, prized for lustrous green leaves with a fuzzy, rusty texture on their undersides. The tree reaches 30 to 50 feet tall, and 30 feet wide, so it needs some room to spread. Dee Dee Blanchard, leathery, lustrous, dark green leaves with rich, orange-brown undersides. In youth, the tree is more open than Claudia Wanamaker. It reaches 50-plus feet tall at maturity. Little Jim, one of the smallest of the magnolias, reaching about 30 feet tall and 15 feet wide, which may help it fit in the typical yard. Small, dark green leaves are bronze-brown beneath. The tree flowers at a young age. Leaves and flowers are smaller than most other southern magnolias. Sweet Bay Magnolia, Magnolia virginiana, is similar but has smaller semi-evergreen leaves and flowers. Magnolias are an ancient genus, one of the oldest flowering plants extending back approximately 130 million years. Be sure to visit our Texas Tree Selector website to find trees which are appropriate for your planting location at texastreeplanting.tamu.edu. Upcoming tree events. Unfortunately, most in-person events are still on hold at this point. We at Texas A&M Forest Service are still on the job. We're doing our best to keep it business as usual. Let us know what we can do to help. Need CEUs? Keep your eyes open for the various webinars from the likes of Tree Fund to keep current and be ready when it's time to renew your credentials. We'll let you know when in-person events come back online. Pun intended. Quick update, you can now find Trees Are Key on Spotify. We've talked about gamification back in episode 282. Join us next week as we talk about how to keep progressing in the game of life. That's right, next week we'll discuss personal and professional development in episode 300, Leveling Up is Key. Thanks for listening. Our agency website is tfsweb.tamu.edu. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Treevangelist and on Facebook.com slash TreesAreKey. 
Please take a moment and share us with your family and friends and rate and review us on iTunes. It'll help others find us. Until next week on Trees Are Key.